It is Thursday, September 7th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. The NFL season kicks off tonight. And Nick Bosa gets paid. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. It's here. It's here. Happy New Year. Is it is it New Year or Christmas? I, I can't tell. It's all rolled it into one, isn't it? It's it's just the, gre- the best it's day ever. It's the festivus is what it is. <laughs> it is the festivus. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> it's, it's a great day. The NFL season is kicking off tonight with the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning defending Super Bowl champions hosting the Detroit Lions and lots of spread drama right McKenzie with the Travis Kelsey injury news where are we right now with the spread for tonight's game just keeps dropping can't believe this line it was six and a half before the injury news it is now four and a half a two-point move some of that may be the confirmation that Chris Jones is most likely not going to play although you ask him yeah Chris Jones (laughs) says I just want to raise I can play tomorrow (laughs) that's what he said yesterday he's like yeah yeah he's like just if you get you get my agent you get him paid I'll be there tonight. It seems a little far-fetched, but hey, whatever he thinks. I think Kelsey is the big driver. I I, I believe, and RJ felt differently. Uh, he said as of a week ago, most people thought it was 50-50 on Chris Jones. I, I thought it was like maybe a 10% chance it he could get something way. done. Um, may, you know, Maybe he's been listening to something different than I have, but it just felt like Bosa was all along the more likely to get done before week mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. And Chris Jones, specifically because... Well, A, because it's a Thursday night game. You've yeah. got three less days in general. But also just the way that the team has talked about it. You know, we we, we heard Andy Reid say the other day, yeah, we haven't had any progress. Uh, I, I wish him well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. We support Chris. Okay. But nothing like, yeah, we're real close to getting it done. The 49ers were saying, this is our top priority. We've got to get this done. They got it done. So I don't think there's any chance Chris Jones plays today. Uh, I mean, barring some sort of miracle, and if it does, then I mean, oh my he, God, that's Chris Jones's music. Imagine, right? Right? <laughs> know, yeah. and he has three sacks. I mean, yeah. that's it's an all timer. Uh, but I think Kelsey, it, it seems they're saying questionable to play. There's no reason for him to play. I don't Why risk is. any injury? I mean, the line is telling injury. us he's not going to play. Yeah. It's like yeah. a huge move. It was actually questionable. So let's think about it. The Chiefs aren't. They're not here to win Week One. The Chiefs believe, and rightfully mm-hmm. so. They can win the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I don't have the exact odds right in front of me, McKenzie, but I'm assuming the Kansas City Chiefs are still the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year, right? Yes, they are 6-1 to one by our consensus. Next closest is plus 750 with the Eagles. So they should feel confident that week one is one of 17. Mm-hmm. This, is not, this is not the Super Bowl. And I'm sure if Travis Kelsey, if, if this happened in the week leading up to the Super Bowl, he might play. Yeah, it makes no sense for him to play in this game. Let's let's look at it this way: if they announce today, let's say two hours before kick, Travis Kelsey is out. Do we expect this line to move? It probably will, maybe a half a point. Uh, I think it's because already, it's a standalone game. And just because, like Fez always says, and we'll talk to Steve Fezzik in a couple of minutes, but he always says once, even though something is widely known, once it gets officially out in the public. 
people just react. Okay. Now let's look at the other side. And this is why, and I'm, I, I agree with you, but this is why I think he's out. Imagine two hours before the game, they say Travis Kelsey's a full go. He did warm. He went through walkthroughs. He's he's fine. He's mm-hmm. going to play. Do you think there's people not betting Chiefs minus four and a half? Yeah, of course. Up to five, up yeah. to five yeah. and a half. It goes up like, to six. A good point. I, th- I think so. So mm-hmm. I think that's how you know that it's it's highly unlikely he's going to play. I would agree with that. Again, we'll talk to Steve Fezzik in just a couple of minutes every Thursday morning here on Straight Out of Vegas AM. It is the Fezzik focus, and that will always include a preview of the Thursday night football game. So Fez will join us in a few minutes. But the other news around the NFL, obviously the big story, Bosa getting paid. It's a five-year, $170 million contract extension. McKenzie, everyone has to be happy in 49er land. You know, it was really happy Brandon Ayuk because he is now the next guy in the line to get one of those massive contracts. It's been one. I con- drafted him in fantasy. One contract every year. Last year it was Samuel. Year before that, Williams. They pay their guys. They get the good guys and they pay them thirty-four million dollars. It's three million dollars more than the next highest-paid non-quarterback ever, Aaron Donald. Does he deserve to be the highest-paid defensive player in the league? I've said this. I, I would trade all the other 49ers defenders for Nick Bosa. He makes that much of a difference mm. on game day. Uh, you know, Kevin Cole had his numbers. It's interesting. Chris Jones was number one last year in his two points of value per game, but Nick Bosa was 1.9, and that's been consistent every year. He's the best He's the best pass rusher in the game. Has there been a change in the 49ers-Steeler line with now we have confirmation yes. that Bosa is playing? Yeah, so in the morning, there was a report that Nick Bosa wasn't at the practice facility, which is, if you're going to sign the contract, usually he'd be at the practice facility. It went from two and a half to two, and I'm like, that's it. He's not going to play. When it was announced that he signed the contract, we saw Drift right back up to two and a half. Uh, so, yeah, that, there was a little bit of line movement. It makes sense. You know, you, you ask who the best defensive player is, and I, it's hard to – I don't know what Aaron Donald is at this point. I'm sure Aaron Donald has a down arrow next to his name, but it's – I mean, he's obviously – he's going to be one of the greatest of all time. No doubt. But when you talk about the guys who are there in that conversation right now – T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt – Micah Parsons, those two guys have to be so excited at the money that Nick Bosa just got. And, you know, Miles Garrett, I guess he's a little bit older, so he may not get that same kind of deal when it's his turn. But uh, but those guys have to be thrilled that the – like, you know – Well, Watt's, way, Watt's a couple of years older, and he got his deal a couple of years ago. But think about the way running backs are paid now. Like – you you see how the running back market treats it, and it's like, oh, if I'm a running back, I'm about to get – this sucks. If you're Micah Parsons, you're thrilled at this. Mm-hmm. You're thrilled at the idea that, that Nick Bosa's getting the, the most money ever because Micah Parsons in the same boat. Like he, He's been putting up crazy numbers too. He's going to get paid. This is great for everybody. That's a defensive end. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody that's a pass rusher. Right. If you sack good the quarterback, them. you're going to get this money. And you know what? You know who else should feel good about this? Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that. I mean, Chris Jones is older. I don't know that you could give him this kind of money. But I think you can give Chris Jones – I think Chris Jones probably is comfortable now knowing he's going to get more than he's been making. We also have uh, official word Cooper Cup will not play for the Rams against the Seahawks. Mackenzie, what's been the movement on that game? It seemed like the market kind of anticipated for him not to play. There was some fives out there. Those dried up. It's now five and a half. It was four and a half before this reaggravation was reported. So about a point line movement. Yeah, and I don't know how long he's going to be out for. They're saying it's possible to PUP. Like it's, really? uh, yeah, it's, this is not a good situation because I, I, the reason I liked the Rams is because they were healthy early. I said if the Rams are going to make any hay this year, it has mm-hmm. to be early. If Cooper Cup misses the first four six games. You can forget about any season win totals over because outside of like 
just a handful of guys on this roster. It's a bunch of youth and rebuilding. Cooper Cup is one of the guys, and I made the argument. Fez said Justin Jefferson. I think Cooper Cup is maybe the most important guy, non-quarterback, to any NFL team mm. because – Maybe NFL offense after the conversation. Yeah, NFL offense. I, yeah, I because, say. because I think the Rams, right. if Aaron Donald's out, it's more of an uh, impact than Cooper Cup. I agree. But uh, any offensive non-quarterback, I think Cooper Cup's the most important because Patrick Mahomes, you feel like he can make something happen with Sky Moore if Travis Kelsey's gone. He can make something. He, he'll make Travis. Travis is great. Patrick Mahomes is the 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 straw that stirs the drink, <laughs> they'll say. With the Rams – Cooper Cup is the best player on that offense. If you take him out of the mix, Matt Stafford kind of turns into a pumpkin, I think. So I, I just feel like there's there's not a real path to offense for that team with Cooper Cup not on the field. I would agree with that. And we've seen the total drop from 47, now 45 mm. and a half. It's time for a Fezzik focus as we welcome in the only two-time winner of the Super Contest, Mr. Steve Fezzik in his weekly spot here on Straight Out of Vegas AM. Good morning, Fez. And we're going to talk about betting mistakes that many of you are have been making and can correct. AJ, easily. why is he looking at me when I, he says that? I'm, I knew he was looking at you. I knew that would, like, why would he look at anyone else, Scott? <laughs> It's true. I was looking Scott's way, but I got to look somewhere. <laughs> and it's like a little more difficult because I'm right-handed to look to my left. Okay. okay. All right. Well, well, let's talk about the first mistake that sports bettors and I might make. Let's talk teasers. Teasers. I, I tease all the time. Beautiful. So here's some rules. Why Nothing is that wrong a mistake? That. I tease all. I have a teaser for this weekend. You're not making any mistakes yet. All okay. Right? It depend. There are teaser rules. So this is go read Sharp Sports Betting by Stanford Wong. I'll spare you all the math, but you want to do only Wong teasers where you tease through the three and through the seven. If you've got the road or the home team catching two and you bring them up to eight, that's good. If you're going to tease a favorite of seven and a half, eight or eight and a half, you can tease down, but they have to be the home team because the road teams don't win as often. Mm -hmm. All right. Having said that, that's not sufficient. There's other rules you need to be aware of. So the books have been beaten up on teasers over the years, and they've taken counterbalance measures. So you need to make sure they're not doing this to you. Specifically, a two-team teaser when one of your legs pushes should not lose automatically. But some books are grading their teasers such that ties lose. If that's the case, you can never wind up on an integer. Example, if you're teasing... A plus two up to a plus eight and a six point teaser. You got to go ahead and get the six and a half points and go bring it to eight and a half so it cannot tie. So you prevent that nasty rule. Another rule that's no good is if you go one oh and one, maybe they're only going to give you a push, but if you go oh one and one, they give you a loss. That's no good either. So in general, check your house rules. Further, you can only be laying minus 120. It's no good anymore. So here locally at Circuit, it's minus 130 to play six-point teasers. God can't win laying 130, all right? And that's happening more and more across the industry, right? That's right. But there's still many books, including um, Caesars here in Vegas. Yeah, uh, William Hill does ties push. And yes. if you have a multi-team teaser beyond two teams, it has to be more than two teams because a two-team teaser would lose, I believe. But if you have a three-team teaser – and let's say you're doing three teams plus 150. But we're not going to do that. We're only doing two-team teasers because— But it, I'm just saying if you push on your teaser, it reduces, on, it, reduces it to a two-teamer. That Yes, but if you play a two-team teaser, now, now it gets really complicated. If you're playing Caesars and you get a tie in the two-team teaser, 
it you get your money back so in it's Nevada. Just a, it's just a, re, a push to refund. But yeah. if you're in New Jersey or Pennsylvania, you lose. Mm. So they, the same company has different rules. You see how convoluted this is? The way to avoid all this nonsense is just never tease onto an integer, and you won't have to worry about checking that rule. But you have to make sure you're only laying minus 120, which you can do at DraftKings. You can do that at Bookmaker. You can do that at BetUS, and you can use, do that – I can only speak to Nevada. Um, mm-hmm. Caesars here in Vegas is the only, is like the last bastion of minus 120 where you can play good teaser rules. Now, tell me why I am making the mistake because I enjoy a three-leg teaser to get plus 160, plus 150. Have you done the math? Do you know, are you laying more? No, I haven't done the math, Fez. I take, do a the two, math. I take a two-and-a-half-point dog, and I push him up to eight-and-a-half. I take a one-point dog, I push him up to seven. I, I believe, and I have not done the math either on the three-teamer, but I believe if you're getting three-teamers at plus 160, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting less than plus 160, you're paying too much on that third leg, so don't do that. So plus 160 is your price on a six-point uh, three-team NFL teaser and yeah, the breakdown is plus 160 on a six point, plus 150 on a six and a half point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is perfect. In fact, the plus 150 is not much of a reduction getting an, an extra half point. I think those are perfectly fine to play. I will get back to you. I'll check all the math on that. The one problem with that is that the more teaser legs you stack, the harder it is to get the best number for mm-hmm. each game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we use an example like all the time. We'll get a game like uh, this Pittsburgh catching two in some places, two and a half in, in another don't tease plus two up to plus eight. You know, it's like tease the two and a half up to the eight and a half. Um, and don't tease the two up to the eight and a half and pay extra big. So be maniacal about it. Get the very best. Um, it doesn't matter if you're straight betting, if you play a two or a two and a half. I mean, they all matter, but it doesn't matter very much. But it really matters in teasers when you get an extra half. By the way, these eights and these twos and these ones become more and more important. The word is out. Teams are going for two when they're down 14 points and they get a touchdown. That's why I love the eight and a half. Yeah, uh, and and you say don't tease the two to t- to eight and a half on a six and a half point teaser. That's the reason why I I like doing that is to avoid the eight because eight is becoming a key number, much like not as much as seven, but it's increasing over the years, just like you said, because the team's going for two. Seven is getting devalued. Eight and six are getting becoming mm-hmm. more valuable, and that brings me. So I think we covered teasers. Well, let, let me ask one more question about teasers. Like, let's say there's a. a, a a seven that you think is going to go to six and a half. Are you willing to tease that? Um, I think you meant to say seven. Are seven, seven going, going to seven, seven and a half. half? Yes, and there is one this week. So Washington, Arizona qualify. So I personally did tease that seven down to a half, which is a mistake. It's not a long teaser. It's not supposed to, but, but there's extenuating circumstances. The line is actually 7.2, meaning there's a little extra big in some places. And I think there's a good chance it does go to seven and a half. And the total's very low at 38. And I like teasing low total games. One other, I'd be remiss not to mention, okay, what's the worst teaser? that you can possibly make, I will say a five-and-a-half-point favorite is probably the very, very worst. So the, the Jacksonville Jaguars would qualify this week. And I'm going to say it, it's stupid to tease Jacksonville. It's not like a matter of opinion. It's just so wrong, and here's why. When you play a money line on Jacksonville and you shop around, you can get them at like minus 225. Mm-hmm. Or you can tease it in a six-point teaser and get them plus a half. And if they don't tie, it's the same exact bet. When you tease, you're laying 280 per leg. So do you want to lay minus 280 for Jacksonville to win, or do you want to lay minus 225? It's literally 55 cents worse. And the teaser, you're contingent on another game. Yes. Whereas you can just lay the 225 and only focus on Jacksonville. Uh, exactly. So it's cleaner, it's easier, mm-hmm. and, you're, you're, and your payout is so much. So think about it. You're like, do you want to you bet minus 
do you want to risk 280 to win 100? Or do you want to risk 280 to win like 125? You know, it's like literally that much better. But in general, you, you never want to tease through zero. In general, you don't. And I'd be remiss not to mention the exceptions to the rule. There are times where if you have like a minus three late 25 or 30 favorite, you could play a seven-point teaser and tease it through the zero up to plus four but on a low total. But now, you know, we're not playing tic-tac-toe or checkers anymore. You know, this complicated stuff. Mm. Yes. So you're saying low total, get the game's going to be within a field goal, and you're reducing the, the juice here by actually playing the six and a half. And you're whatever. going through the zero, which sucks, but you're also going through both threes, exactly. basically. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Uh, okay, so first mistake, teasers, depending on what you do. Second mistake is what? Buying half points, and this is kind of an epidemic that is out there. I would go as far as if a guy consistently tells you to buy half points, he's just not next. He's not a betting expert. Maybe he's a good handicapper, but he's, he he doesn't know what he's doing betting. And the it used but to be Fez, uh, three is a key number. <laughs> I, I want to, you know, we hear people say all the time, "I would bet it at three. I wouldn't bet it at three and a half. And or mm-hmm. I'd bet it at two and a half. I wouldn't bet it at three. Now, to be fair, there are still still some shops that let you butt onto the NFL three for twenty cents. And I think it's worth like 19 cents. It's not a horrible mistake. Given given you want to lay three and a half, lay a dollar ten. If you want to bet minus three, lay a dollar thirty, that's fine. Okay, that's one of the exceptions to the rule. But the problem is some of these dastardly bookies they're charging you 30 cents to buy mm. under the three, or if you're buying under the seven, they're charging you 20 cents. So instead of playing minus seven and a half, lay a dollar ten, used to be you could play minus seven, lay a dollar twenty. You know that was a good buy like 10 years ago, five years ago at some shops. Yeah, that was a better bet. Now. It's not worth it to pay twenty cents to go ahead and get onto a hook on a seven. So a good, just a good rule of thumb: just never buy halves. But there's always an exception to the rule, and you, I'm going to ask you guys: you're going to come up with this. It's in preseason at a book that prices half points, and they don't charge you ten cents; they charge less than ten cents on non-key numbers. Which numbers would make sense to buy in preseason? Zero, like a pick to a half. The the pick to a half, the, and the one and the two, all of them are good. You know why? Because the books are pricing these like you can you can buy a half for like four cents because it's never going to hit. But guess what? It does hit. There were two ties in preseason, um, and it's not unusual if you're taking plus two lay a dollar ten, you can get plus two and a half like lay a dollar fourteen. You can buy it for four or five cents at bookmaker. That's a good deal. You know, not during the regular season, but during the preseason when ones and twos are so much more popular because everybody goes for two to avoid the tie. Now, some books, you mentioned the cockroaches. I just checked the one book, and they're making you like go minus 140 if you want to go from three and a half to three. So that's something that you would just never do. Never. But what if... Oh, live wagering, five minutes to play. That's then absolutely... Well, okay. But what if you have a spread that's three and a half and it's minus 115? Mm-hmm. And you could pay minus one thirty to go from three and a half to three. Well, would it then be worth it because it's only a fifteen cent difference? Of course, but no book in the world is going to let you do that. Okay. So, but but it's an excellent question. If they did, mm-hmm. absolutely. And this wouldn't be unusual for like in the first quarter. Like one book might have like minus three live, minus a dollar thirty. Another book minus three and a half, lay fifteen. And then yeah, of course, if I like that favorite, I'm going to lay the three minus the thirty. Okay. Interesting. All right. So we have teasing the wrong way. Buying points, majority of the time. I would just say never. Never, <laughs> never buy points. You, 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 99% of you, you know, you're going to get cute and buy point, buy the points when you shouldn't. So just don't ever do it. Okay. Third mistake that majority of sports bettors make. Bonuses. They don't maximize their bonuses properly. So we see this hmm. all the time. Bonuses are good. All right. A book says 
You deposit a thousand, they're going to give you a free bet, a thousand dollar matching bonus. All right. And the average guy says, All right, I like Green Bay. I'm going to take Green Bay plus one against the Bears. And you're going to win it about half the time. That's a nice bonus. It's worth $500. Don't you just do like a parlay with your bonus? Yeah, you yeah. want to do an underdog. Yeah, so, or money line underdog. Yeah. So, so let's say you had a thousand, you had eight of these babies, all right? So you had eight $1,000 bonuses. That's worth $4,000. If you, if you make eight bets, you probably go, go, go about four and four, get four grand. Well, you can just play all eight permutations of a three team parlay, by example. Not that I'm advocating this. You can do better than this, but you could. Mm-hmm. You break it on up, and guess what? Seven of them will lose, and one of them will win. And the one that wins will win 6000 So do you want to get $0.50 cents back on the dollar or $0.75 cents back on the dollar? How can it be that much better mathematically? And the reason is is that the dastardly bookie on their bonus, they take your bonus away after your bet. You know, mm-hmm. So you're surrendering your initial bet. So because of that, mathematically, you want to bet um, a big, big long shot to um, – you know, Colorado the, money line against TCU. A great example. So if, if you could find like an 8-1 to one or a 12-1 to one type of bet that you love, absolutely. You know, one of my favorite things to do, going back to the teasers, I like to protect my teasers with bonus bets. So let's say I tease my ass off on Washington and the commandos against Arizona, and I play them on Survivor, which I think is optimal also. I, my God, I need the commanders to win, all right? Mm-hmm. Well, I got this. Maybe a couple bonuses I'm ready to use. Yeah, go ahead and chuck them on Arizona, right? Because I'm getting that, you know, that plus 260 or whatever it is, you know, plus 250. And it protects all my other good bets. And it's just, hey, it's a freebie, you know. And, and, and the basic strategy is sound where I'm taking a big underdog. So it dovetails nicely with the other side of these bets. Okay. So we have not playing bonuses correctly, buying points, and mistakenly playing teasers. What is the next mistake for sports bettors? Boost it up. Boosts. I, but so, boosts are good, I thought. Boosts can be good. Boost, it, it all depends. So, like, the extreme example is Will Herbert throw a touchdown pass 20 to 1, uh, you know, on, on a $10 bet. That's a I boost, like that. That's a boost that lost when, one, one of the weeks last I year. I remember. Um, but the bottom line is that if they're just going to give away the store, something very likely to happen, Will – an NBA team make a three pointer and he pays, you know, uh, 20 to one on a $10 bet, you know, just for you know, new time people. Boost can be, you can take advantage of where you want to be careful is, oh, well, all four of these pitchers go over their strikeout prop. And if you bet the prop, normally you would be getting paid 10 to one and they'll boost it to plus 11.50. It's probably not enough to put you into a positive expectation. So I'd be careful on boosts such as that. But as long as it's a substantial boost and you price you know, the the parlay such that um, if you took the no vig line on each and every game, and so the the extreme example would be a boost on a four team parlay, so you're going to win that you know one out of sixteen times. So if the boost pays eighteen to one, it's probably a good bet. If the boost pays thirteen to one, it's not a good bet, even though it's higher than what you might get if you you know just played that four team or otherwise. All right, so there are some common mistakes for you guys to avoid when betting with the start of football season here. All right, Fez, we are lucky enough that the day has come. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. The NFL season has arrived. Thursday night football tonight, the Lions and the Chiefs. Chiefs, four-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 52 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Fez, this number has obviously moved quite a bit with the Travis Kelsey news. We now know Chris Jones will not be available for this game. Is this an overreaction 
to missing their biggest playmaker on offense and their biggest difference maker on defense? Or is this an, an accurate adjustment? I think it's accurate. So we talk about how quarterbacks can move the line eight points. It burrows out, et cetera. But non-quarterbacks, pretty much the most important guys in the league at maximum point and a half at Justin Jefferson. But that, that, that's such a rare exception. Usually a point is about the maximum. But in this case, you got two guys that really are worth right around a point. So in Chris Jones and in Kelsey. So the summertime line back in August was right around six and a half. Now we're looking at four and a half. And this is a case where each one of these guys is worth one point. So I think it is a proper adjustment. What if I told you that Patrick Mahomes has played two NFL games without Travis Kelsey? One of them was his first start, final game of the regular season. Alex Smith was the starter. No starters for the Chiefs played, so we throw that game out the window. The other was December 26th of 2021, a game in which the Chiefs beat the Steelers. Sorry, RJ. 36 to 10. Mahomes threw for 258 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. And before you say, well, they had the cheetah. He took up, right? He picked up the slack for no Kelsey. He's fast. Tyreek Hill in that game just had two catches for 19 yards. Decoy. Mahomes does more with less. He can win without Travis Kelsey. You know what? Sample size is a little small on that, all right, since we— Well, yeah, he's only had one (laughs) game without Travis Kelsey. At some point, I firmly believe— you can't just like lose all your receivers and not be able to do this. But you know what? You you got to bring up a good point. Like when the cheetah left, the marketplace said, "Oh, Chargers going to be able to win this division." KC, you know they're go- they're going to really fall off. And all they did was go out and keep winning and keep playing at that great level. And is it possible that Mahomes is indeed a unicorn? And it doesn't matter who you put out with him. Some of the data seems to indicate that, but I st- I still think like. When in doubt, I refuse to believe you can't take away his best receiving option and not have a drop-off. The highest prop total for a receiver a receiver for this game. Now, Kadarius Tony's not listed as of right now. I'm sure he will be. Uh, Sky Moore, 45 and a half yards. Looks like a good over to me. I mean, if Mahomes is going to throw for close to 300, someone's going to get 85, right? Marquez Valdez-Scantling next, 39 and a half. I, w- I would think if you put a gun to my head, I would go over with Sky Moore. I, I would, yeah, of course. I mean, let's talk about where Kelsey ranks because I, I would argue it's maybe him or Cooper Cup, the most important non-quarterback to an offense in the league. Is there is there someone I'm missing who's more important than one of those two guys? Justin Jefferson. I mean, is he, though? Like, the, yes. the Vikings still have a run game. The Vikings have other no. receivers. No, they don't. They got Justin Jefferson. I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Jordan Addison is there now. Like, their, their offense wasn't very good last year, and he had and Justin Jefferson had a record, record year. Mm. If okay. you look at, like, the DVOA and the like, yeah. the, the, the Vikings weren't even, you know, they weren't in top half of the league with despite having the best wide receiver. I will but remember say- last year, they, they also had Dalvin Cook on their football team. So, like... I, I think it's hard to say that it would have been like into the world if Justin Jefferson missed a game. Like, well, now they don't have Dalvin. They don't have Dalvin. Now he's worth even more. Maybe yeah. so. Uh, I will say this about the Detroit Lions. Do you know who the most profitable week one quarterback is over the last 20 years in the NFL? I'm going to go with Goff. Jared Goff. Lucky guess. He is 6-0 and ATS. Well, he was playing with the Rams, though. 4-0 and with the Rams, 2-0 and with the Lions, mm-hmm. ATS. Week one. Still, that's a nice little, you know, random by random chance. He, mm-hmm. That's a one in 64 event, you know, six and oh. So. And Mahomes, while they win games in September, in the month of September, Patrick Mahomes just nine and seven ATS in his career. 
Well, that's actually it's interesting the way you you you. you I'm disappointed in the nine and seven because it actually points towards positive instead of negative. I thought he was going to be like you know, six and ten or mm. something. Well, they were thirteen and three straight up, but mm-hmm. only nine and seven ATS in those games. And well, I, I do think a point of demarcation. We're getting close to it now. Is that when Kansas City's more than a three point favorite, they don't do so well against the spread. But you know what? This this might close four. You know, so it's it, it's getting real close to that three and a half point. Well, let's talk about golf and the fact that. The Kansas City Chiefs played their starters in the preseason. Patrick Mahomes played a lot of snaps in the preseason. Jared Goff didn't see the field in the preseason. How much of an impact do you think that has week one? Yeah, I think a big impact. And we've, we've spoken about this yep. in previously, how there's nine teams that have a starting quarterback that got no snaps in preseason. I'm going to list the nine, and you tell me which ones are wrong. Well, you said you mentioned Tannehill as your extra one, but he actually played in the game, but he didn't do anything. So if oh, you okay. want to add him in, you add him in. But he I, he, he, he suited up and saw the field and took some and took a snap. Or All right, I'll take him yeah. out. So it's it's Detroit, Baltimore, Cincy, Minnesota, Chargers, Eagles, Rams, Cowboys. Yep. Now, how many of those teams are you going to play Week One? None. None. You're throwing them Ooh. all out the window. Well, last season, three and eight straight up. The 11 teams that didn't play their quarterback in the preseason. And, you know, their offensive production of those teams, it makes sense. They're rusty. Mm-hmm. And it, especially in the first half, it, it certainly you would expect that it would have an impact on them. Okay, okay. I was walking by, and I, I, I listened in. Are you walking in because I apologized for giving a negative Steelers fact? When no, I, when I, no, <laughs> no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Never do that when he's uh, I thought he heard me I'm when fine. I said that. I'm fine with that. I mean, Fez said they were the 29th best team last year. <laughs> Remember, Fed? I had them all oh, vividly. <laughs> <laughs> we want to we want to have negative reinforcement. All right, couple things, and I think this is maybe the game of the week this Thursday night, baby. So I'm looking at first games of the season only. All right, now Andy Reid's got a lot of them. He's got 16 of them. Okay, he's good off a of buy, right? He's good off a of buy. He's good by six points per game against the spread in game one. So 14 and 9 plus 6 points ATS, quite strong. But this is the eyeball raiser of them all. If we look at the Detroit Lions and we look at their over under in game 1, Dan Campbell's only played two games, right? Game 1s. They've gone over by 52 points. <laughs> <laughs> so but only 26 per game. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that split up exactly the same on how many points they scored more than expected. Well, not exactly, about 14 points. And 12 points more, their D gave up more than expected. So the question is, if you believe in Mahomes, or I guess you're the one that's skeptical of Mahomes here, right, Fez? Or, I'm, I mean, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical of the Lions getting enough points because they didn't play golf in preseason. So I just talked about did they production. Play, did they play golf, though, last year and the year before? Because, they, I mean, it seems like this team specifically – has been they're, they're up fifty two. I mean, is that is that a coincidence that they're that in that they're twenty six per game over? It's a pretty big that number. number. Um, it doesn't get stronger. I mean, it, you think it, about so, it. But, but here, here's the problem. And this is this is why this is um, an art. You have to be an artist and you have to be mm-hmm. a math geek mm-hmm. because you got like you know this this overwhelming trend. Play Lions over week one, mm-hmm. and you've got this other. Hey, these teams that didn't play their quarterbacks in preseason. You know, struggle offensively. But it could also game. be about the Lions defense. And this is where I'll piggyback off you, RJ. Patrick Mahomes is 5-0 and to the over in week one, going over by 10.9 points per game. 
That's interesting. That's it. Because Andy Reid in his career is only up plus two per game. So this has been a real surge in game one. So maybe we could play team total Chiefs over to avoid the Detroit side of it. No, see, I was more. Hmm. I'm worried about the Kansas City side, but but, but in a weird way, that's why we're gaining these points. I mean, the total. I mean, the totals dropped what two two and a half points? It looks. Yeah. So the total was fifty three and a half. It it swung upward to fifty four and a half, and then with the Kelsey news, down two points to fifty two and a half. So really, the two points that came off the spread came. Off the total, exactly. They're saying it's just Kelsey, two-point mm-hmm. move. Well, but remember, one of those points was Chris Jones, who's a defender, that came but, off the that came off the spread. So Kelsey, I'd say, is, he's worth a point and a quarter. Well, hold on, though. When, when did the Chris Jones happen at the exact same moment? No, of Kel- Chris Jones happened first, and the line leaked downward to six. And then with the Kelsey news, it went down to four and a half. Okay, so a minimum, that's, that's a point and a half. Yeah. Right? And the Jones leaked to six based upon just as the last couple days have happened? No. It became less likely? It happened when he said that he was willing to miss the first eight games. Like when, when he said he that. he said it? Yeah, he tweeted yep. it out, and that's when, the, that's when we started to see the move. Well, it was seven that's, during that's the summer good. back in June, and then there was concerns. Wait a minute. I don't know if he's going to play. And, like, it kind of went to six and three mm-hmm. quarters, you know, kind of slowly, and then, bang, all of a sudden it went to six. So if Kelsey gets confirmed as out, I think this moves. It, this continues to move. Boy, you know I think you're right, but I don't think it. I don't think. But I don't think it should. I think this is the case. We spoke about this before. I think it's baked into the line already. But as soon as it's like Kelsey's out, like oh he's so important. Would, would you give me seven to one that he plays? I'd give you three to one. Okay, so I I think the odds are at least fifteen percent. You're that he much plays. better at this than I. Am. <laughs> but what, what, no, no, no. What I'm saying though is I, I think that because there is real uncertainty when um, it is announced, it's got to move more. But but I think it's it, it it's seventy five percent at least that it's a cold eighty. All right. But, but you're the one that uh, first, called eighty. You're the one that first identified. Well, you're only giving me three to one yeah. on on. But you're the one that first identified that. Even though it's certain that someone's going to be out when it's announced, the 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 newbies or the people that aren't as attuned still bet upon it. Right. So, so even if he's this worth, this is going to happen for sure. Even if it's worth only a point and a half. All right. If if it's eighty percent, he's not going to play. Then it's only it, you know it, it's only worth like point three to the spread, but it'll move more than point three probably. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's going to so, tick down. So in the, the first I, and I five think the minutes. total goes down with it. Yes. So I like the over. seven minutes after it's reported that Kelsey's out. We want to play Kansas City minus four, and we want to play over fifty-two. I like the over for sure. I like the over. Yeah. Um, I got a, a best bet though, a little All prop. Right. Uh, Mackenzie, can you pull up and if you don't mind, check to see if uh, golf played preseason last year because they started hot, hot, hot. Um, I'm interested in Mahomes over rushing yards. Ooh. Now think about this: Mahomes does whatever it takes to win. He's on national TV. He scampers when he needs a scamper. I think he's going to need a scamper in this game. 17 and a half. Oh, I like what? that. Yeah, you like that, don't you, Fat? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> How is that 17? Except, except when he takes a knee at the end of the game and well, kills you with the mic. Can, can I bet that for, at the end of the third quarter? <laughs> We've had that before. We've had that before. But, I mean, you like it? I love it. All right, so hey, I did my part, guys. Thank you, See you RJ. Next year, <laughs> thank you. He's RJ Fell and Steve Fezzik. Thank you so much for our Fezzik Focus Expanded Edition here on Straight Out of Vegas AM. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore. 
your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it. And it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ. It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped aboard as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. Yesterday, when we talked about being hot in Major League Baseball, I said, hey, when you're hot, you're hot, and that's just what happens, and you just got to keep riding the hot streaks. No one hotter right now than the Houston Astros. After being swept by the baby bombers, (laughs) yes, those New York Yankees, they have swept their division rival, Texas Rangers, scoring 13 runs, 14 runs, and 12 runs. The home run parade keeps coming for the Astros. What an incredible series, AJ, over the Rangers. Yeah, this was uh, at the most important time. And while Astros fans are feeling joy, they're probably feeling like this series may have locked them up a playoff spot. The Rangers fans have to be filled with dread and a team that's had such brutal postseason disappointments in the past, namely being one out away yeah. from their first ever, was it one strike away? From their first ever World Series, mm. and, yeah, and, and against the Cardinals, that. I yeah. remember that. Uh, and and now this a, a season where they were picked to be third in the division, and they outperformed the Astros and the Mariners all season long mm-hmm. until the last couple weeks. And now it seems like maybe, and there's still time left, obviously, but it certainly feels like things are. are Slippery, like yep. the Rangers are trying to hold on to a fish right now. They are a half game out of the third wild card behind the Toronto Blue Jays right now. They have lost three straight, seven of their last ten. You mentioned maybe a week or two ago mm-hmm. the Blue Jays are not out of this thing. Don't nope. think that all three AL West teams are going to make it. 
there is still a chance that that one of them, if not multiple of them, get left home. I think one is almost it feels almost certain now because these two teams, these three teams play each other enough down the stretch, particularly the Mariners and Rangers butt heads a bunch of times that I, I don't think they'll all make it. Mm. Rangers minus one thirty, yes to make the playoffs, plus one ten on the no, about fifty two percent. What are the Mariners? The Seattle Probably a little higher. Mariners. Mariners are the second wild card, yeah. a game and a half up on the Blue Jays right yeah, now. They're minus four fifty to make. Yeah. Okay, and the Astros are. They're minus two twenty five to win the division. Remember, we talked about that just a week ago. Plus yeah. one forty five. Uh, they are minus four thousand to make the playoffs. So yeah. you're just saying like this is the the what, and you, did you mention what the Blue Jays number was? Blue Jays minus one ninety. Okay, so you got to pay minus numbers on all of those teams. Right. Mm-hmm. Not all of them can make it. It's not yeah. possible. dastardly, dastardly bookies. And don't look now. Seriously, guys, don't peek. Don't look now. But the New York Yankees have won five straight Okay, come games. on. What are you doing here? Yeah. What are you, why are you doing this to yourself? They are, <laughs> what they place are, are they in? They are six and a half games out. What place are they in in their division? Who cares about the division? Oh. They're six and a half games out of the third wild card. You want to know the odds? They've won eight of their last ten games, including five in a row, and I do not think it's a coincidence that the winning has come when they have started, they've called up the kids. The baby bombers. The baby bombers. Jason Dominguez, Austin Wells. These guys are getting run in the lineups here. Mackenzie, what are those odds for the Yankees to make the playoffs? 30 to 1 to make it. 30 to 1 to make the playoffs? Yes, plus 3,000. Wow. Or it's, you can bet $20,000 to win 100 that they don't make the playoffs. No, or it, it would seem like you could fill a toilet bowl <laughs> with kerosene, <laughs> dump your money into it, light it on fire, and then flush it. Uh, what, same what, which same one would be results. more fun? Which one would be more fun? They though? have the same ROI. I'd like them. I mean, I'm lighting the money on fire sounds kind of fun, right? Like yeah. watching a flushing Yolo. flame go listen, down. That's on my bucket list listen, right there. To, to steal a line from OJ, I'm just saying. Uh, they're only six and a half games out, and there's still plenty of time left. There's 23 games left. They're six and a half out. If they if this winning streak goes from five to nine, they might be two and a half games out. With a couple of weeks left in the season, here's the schedule. They finish up this series against Detroit. Then they have three at home against Milwaukee. Then they play Boston for four games. Now, that's important because that's a team that they're looking up at the standings against. Then they play Pittsburgh for three games. And then it's a three-game set against Toronto, another team that they are chasing in the standings. And then you have series against Kansas City. I'm just saying (laughs) to the world. Uh, it's 30 to one might be worth a little bit of a flaw. I don't think it's going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> probably not. Here's what I think. But 30 to one. I don't think it'll happen one out of 30 times. So uh, I, I don't see the value in it. Talk to me after they finish the sweep here against the Tigers and improve this winning streak to six straight. They games. did just win on a Clark Schmidt day. So that, that does uh, and now, complicate things. Uh, you might be interested in fading the Yankees, although I don't like fading winning teams right now. But here's the schedule for tonight. They do have a winning record, by the way. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Eduardo pitches yes, tonight. Yes, Eduardo Rodriguez on the mound for the Tigers. Carlos Rodon going for the Yankees. Yankees minus 165. You can get plus 140 if you want the Tigers on the comeback. Uh, it would be Tigers or pass for me. All right. Dodgers are at the Marlins. Ryan Pepia getting the start for the Dodgers. Braxton Garrett for Miami. Dodgers are minus 125. Mariners at the Rays. Luis Castillo goes for Seattle. Zach Littell for Tampa. And the Mariners are minus 135. Cardinals are at the Braves. And uh, Atlanta, three straight losses? What? Oh, they suck. Adam Wainwright starts <laughs> for the Cardinals. Max Freed for the Braves. Atlanta minus 320. 
Diamondbacks are at the Cubs. Ryan Nelson goes for the Diamondbacks. Javier Assad for the Cubs. Chicago minus 190. That race in the Central is still interesting. Cubbies one and a half games back. That Let's plus, go. That plus 500 ticket that I gave you still looking good. Well, and plus, the I mean, the Brewers have to play three games against the unstoppable Yankees. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it's and over. Finally, the Guardians are at the Angels. Cal Quantrill scheduled to go for the Guardians. No announced pitcher for the Angels just yet. I got a best bet. What's Impromptu. That? Go ahead. You said the Braves lost three straight, mm-hmm. and they're three thirty favorites. Yeah, seems like a pretty rare occurrence. I queried it. It is nine and one straight up. A team that's lost three straight. That's minus three hundred, plus five units. I know I'm laying the lumber. I'm doing it. Well, do Braves. they co- do they cover the run line? They do five and three versus the run line, plus a unit. So a little bit less mm. profitable on the run yeah. line, but they, you generally do. It's, and it's Adam Wainwright. Yeah, I mean, just go. go Adam right. There's so many things pointing in the Braves direction. Braves team total over. Yes. Yeah. I I, I like McKenzie's angle here. I don't, just, I don't just mind win, isolating baby. Wainwright, but yeah, we're gonna win this game. Yep. We are one step closer to an all-American final at the U.S. Open on the women's side, but Coco Goff in the semifinals tonight against Carolina Mukova. Madison Keys in the semifinals tonight against Arena Sabalenka. What are the odds for both Coco Goff and for Madison Keys to win tonight? Coco Goff minus 200. Madison Keys is the dog, though, plus 230. Yeah, Sabalenka is the real deal because uh, you know I'm a tennis expert. But <laughs> we, can, we have a chance to have an You're all-American women's chance. final. You're saying I'll there's say a chance. This. I'll say this. One of these American women will win tonight, at least. Okay. At least I, I one agree. of these American women. I think at least one is there, and I'm, I'm hoping they win the whole thing, but I think at least one is there, certainly. What are the odds out of these four women to win the title? It's interesting. I was Last time we checked, checked this, Corey Goff was the favorite, but now she's second favorite. Uh, Sabalinka's plus 125, Goff plus 175, Madison Keys plus 550. I wish you guys would stop calling her Corey. I don't like it. I, it's like something her mom would call her when she's mad at I her. know. Corey, you <laughs> get over here. Well, the men's semifinal will be on Friday. American Ben Shelton is our last hope to win a national title, but he has to go up against Novak Djokovic. He's forty-two to one to win it all. Yeah, uh, Novak Djokovic <laughs> is good at tennis, uh, is what I've what I've found. Meanwhile, the other semifinal on Friday will be Carlos Alcaraz against Daniil Medvedev. Alcaraz putting on another show last night. This dude is just—he's uh, the next biggest thing, in, big thing in tennis, and he's already here. What are the, uh, the the futures odds between Djokovic and Alcaraz? And I guess throw Medvedev's out there as well. It's almost like you don't have to name anybody but the top two: Djokovic minus one twenty-five, Alcaraz plus one fifteen. Medvedev 11 to 1, and the American has a shot at 42 to 1. Ben wow. Yeah, unless Djokovic, you know, suffers heat exhaustion, and they <laughs> did close the roof at Arthur Ashe Stadium because of the heat, uh, he's going he's gonna to win. I just want you to think about that. Like, that tells you how far ahead these top two guys right. are. Mm-hmm. Daniil Medvedev is the third best player in the world. Yeah, not even close in the And he's 11 to 1 to win two more matches. If there was two players left, and you said one is minus 125 and one is plus 115, I'm like, that makes sense. There's two players yeah, left. Yeah, but with four? <laughs> what? Like, they just discount Daniel, him. What's Daniil Medvedev just to beat Alcaraz? Like, I mean, it's plus 250. Okay. Got a shot. Nope. No, I don't think I'll, <laughs> he I'll does lay, not. I'll lay the lumber. Yeah. Make sure you guys head on over to pregame.com. Take advantage of the great offers we have available for you, including free $25 best bet. If you use the promo code JETS25, J-E-T-S-25. Jets, you, Jets, Jets. You will get $25 off. <laughs> At pregame.com, and that could be used to purchase a best bet package because most bet, bet, best bet packages are priced at $25 or less. 
So take advantage, use the promo code JETS25 and get your $25 discount and sign up for our free contests before it's too late. The Like Super Contest contest is still accepting entries. Do it before tonight's game. You can use tonight's game if you want or wait and use Sunday's games. Because you can wait and use the best lines. Because the best part about this is you don't have to make all your picks at once. The winner gets their choice of $1,500 cash or entry into next year's Westgate Super Contest with free proxy included. And you know what I just found out last night from RJ Bell? The winner of last year's Like Super Contest chose free entry into this year's Westgate Super Contest. Shout out, Blake. With a free proxy included. So We're going to win it, Blake. Good luck in the Super Contest this year. And... Maybe a chance to turn that free entry into a lot of money. For Mackenzie Rivers and A.J. Hoffman, R.J. Bell, and Steve Fezzik, all of us here at Pregame.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM. Happy New Year!